Costs We Make, a podcast about making creativity and why we do what we do as makers and creatives. I'm your host, Vincent Ferrari, and joining me as always, my good friend and co-host, Mr. Ethan Carter. And, well, what's up, Vincent? But not as always, <laughs> not last week, so always-ish, always-ish, but yes, what's as going on, most, As most of the time-ish. <laughs> yeah, most of the time-ish, my most co-host, time-ish. Ethan Carter, yeah. What's going um, on, man? Uh, you know, it's it's Monday. I'm here. It is Monday. I had a I had a fun weekend. I had a very fun weekend. I tried something I haven't done in twenty seven years. Um, let me guess. Uh, parachuting, jet skiing, <laughs> totally, totally yeah, parachuting. Totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. No, I actually started making a piece of metal jewelry. Oh no, I saw that. That's awesome. Yeah, I was super excited when I saw you doing that. And apparently, speaking to my two closest metalworking jewelry friends, which is Emily and Lindsay. Yep. I'm apparently insane because <laughs> I'm doing stainless steel with a jeweler's saw, oh, <laughs> which yeah. is mm-hmm. apparently something only a lunatic would do. Yep. But well, you know what? It's working. <laughs> see, uh, so way back when, so I, and you know this because you've actually made Bettina a custom um, agate mm-hmm. with the, uh, the Enzo um symbol on it which is one of her favorite symbols she has a tattoo of it and everything like that so mm-hmm. I, I i try to make her this is really early on in our relationship i, I was like oh i'm gonna make her a, a necklace and so i got a washer uh from the hardware store because it was already in a circle and i'm like i'm just gonna carve it out with a you know with like a little you know jewelry saw and stuff like that well it turns out hardened steel washers are not <laughs> no. meant to be cut <laughs> or drilled or, or anything and, yeah. for that matter <laughs> yeah or anything it, it i did it and i actually am pretty happy with how it turned out um but we, but we, i literally took it to a jeweler to get like a, dr- a hole drilled so that mm-hmm. it could be made into a necklace and he broke i think i think he said he broke five bits oh i'm sure yeah. i'm sure yeah so, so yes so i learned i didn't learn i mean i knew this but i was being lazy and taking shortcuts which you should never do when you're working with metal mm-hmm. um i took i went to i went to the goodwill and I basically got a couple of spatulas that were stainless steel. Nice. And I'm like, this is a good way to get cheap stainless steel. Like, I can't think of a cheaper way to get stainless steel right, and go to right. Goodwill and spend like $7 and get a ton of it. So I have this big slab of stainless steel on like a, um, a hamburger squasher type spatula, like a really big one. Yeah. A lot of weight to it. It's like a millimeter and a half thick. So it's got some good size to it. And I take it, I put it on my bench pin, and I just start hitting it with the saw. And I'm cutting, I'm cutting, I'm cutting. All of a sudden, the saw is not moving. <laughs> I'm like, well, I lubed it up well, and I'm not completely incompetent. I didn't break the blade. So I take my magnifying glass, and I swing it over, and I looked at the blade, and there's no teeth left. Yeah, I think it just I went about a teeth. quarter of an inch before I lost all <laughs> the teeth on it. That's amazing. I'm not surprised, but that, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, so I took it outside. I took it outside. I hit it with the torch until it was a nice, warm red um and then let it cool down a little bit and then i was able to cut through it much easier just a little bit of annealing made all the difference and then i just went to town with it and i went um it was mostly jewelry saw and then the dremel which saved my butt Mm -hmm. and it's it's it it came out exactly the way i wanted to so now the next step is taking that little tab and turning it over to make make a loop to make a loop for the for the chain and then the polishing part, which is the fun part, the polishing, the finish, the finishing, the sanding, all that. So I'm very yeah, excited. Yeah, that is the this fun is... part. That, that's my favorite part of like anything like that because it oh, yeah. does really come to life real like, quick. Like today, today, this morning before I went to work was spent um, refining the shape a little bit and cleaning up some of the melted metal off the very end and really kind of getting the shape where I want it. Now the shape is exactly where I want it. So awesome. Next up is uh, next up's the other stuff. I am. 
so excited <laughs> to be actually doing metal again. And it's like, okay, you need a couple of tools, but you can still do this. So it's time to get your button gear, dude. <laughs> Isn't it fun though? Like it's something like something like that. Reinvig- anytime it just reinvigorates you and just like makes you want to make again. It's well, just with, nice. and yet with my shop on ice with my shop yeah, on right. ice. It's like, yep. okay, I do need something to do or I'm going to go creatively yep. crazy. And I have the house to myself until Sunday. So it's like, I need something to do. And right. I, I don't want to start whipping up tools and start a project. I won't finish. So right, right, right. it's just, you know, it was just something I could do, and it was. It's been so much fun. Like, That's awesome. I, I'm, I'm actually looking at it right now. Like I can't wait to get back to working on it. So. <laughs> well, that's we, awesome. We actually have a an actual internet maker movement legend on this yes. podcast tonight. It's someone that we've talked about a lot <laughs> and for a long time. A long time. So um, I'm super excited for this. In yeah. fact, we we actually had and I remember you and I had this conversation where we had questions we had to ask about one of his videos. Oh, so I wish I remember those questions, but Oh, I, I it, well, so well, he is, one his one of his videos that was your thing of the week is probably still my one of my top 10 like <laughs> vid- things of the week Promise I, you, I love it. Yeah. That's the video I'm talking about. Okay. All right, yeah. So you know, we 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 tended to, for a little while we were getting a little crap because we were only having American guests on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So I went far and wide, and I literally just drilled a hole through my basement, all the way through the core of the earth. Came out the other side and dropped a tin can in a string, and I rang up my friend Shane Conlon. Now you may not know who Shane Conlon is, but I promise you that when I tell you what his actual internet name, his famous nom de plume, <laughs> we have the one and only. Uncle Knackers from DIY for Knuckleheads. What's going on, Shane? How are you? Thanks, lads. It's, uh, it's great to be on the number one podcast in the country. See, there you go. <laughs> there you go. See, we are, we are we're number one in, fi- in Norway or Finland. One week. <laughs> really? like two weeks. Yep. And we were really big in Belgium very briefly. So, really? hey, I'll take the success where it comes. Hey, if we're big in Belgium, give me the waffles and here I come. You know what I mean? <laughs> Hey guys, can I just say before we start, if you can hear, I've got this fly the size of a light plane buzzing around my head. If you can hear it, can you let me know and I'll get the fly spray and just give it a bit of a zap. Oh, I mean, it's, um, I, kind I, of, I kind of think it's their fourth guest, actually. Wait, so. Hold on a second. It's is huge. that fly trying to kill you? Because I, un- the way I understand Australia is that everything in Australia is trying to kill you. It's big. It is, yeah. It's big. <laughs> I've had that joke with every Australian person I know, and they're like, yeah, it's not a joke. It's true. <laughs> like, it's true. Really, well, you know, you know what's nice, Vincent, is we, we got all of our, like, uh, Australian questions about Vegemite and all those things out of the way with Adam, so we don't have to do. We don't have to. We don't have to torture Shane with those. Excellent, excellent. Yeah. What the, the the video that Ethan and I were talking about? We had it. Um, we both kind of picked it as our. I had it as my thing yeah. of the week, and Ethan mm. was going to make it his thing of the week, so he had yeah. to switch. Yeah. Um, was the one where you cooked in the shop? Uh, I, I, <sighs> to this day, it's still it's it's one of my favorite videos. I think. Yeah. Like that, um, Beth and I were sitting there watching it, and it's like, and you said you were going to make a panna cotta, and I'm like, oh, get the hell out of here! You're not making a panna cotta in your shop. Like it's hard enough to make a good panna cotta, and you sit there, you make, you made well, the salmon, you made a steak, give, give a you quick, made the panna cotta. Uh, like, what's the premise of the whole thing? So, 
basically Shane Shane crazily decided he was going to show you how to cook stuff using tools in your shop. A three-course yeah. meal, if I'm not mistaken, right? Three courses. Yeah. So clearly you're a formally trained chef because <laughs> in order well, to do stuff like that, you have to have some kind of knowledge of cooking. You can't just uh, wing it. I kind of know my way around the, the old cooker. But, uh-huh. um, but uh, I was just a bit sick of doing projects. You know? <laughs> I was getting a bit burnt out. So I thought, why not yeah. do some cooking? And uh, Well, and you're hungry, schedule. so why not? Yeah. With your schedule, I can imagine getting you are pretty. You are a pretty consistent uploader. I so am. I can... I'm kind of in a bit of a burnout phase currently, which mm-hmm. a, which a lot of YouTubers go through. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but I've got one on the uh, on the back burner now. I've just got to try and get some material and get stuck into it. But uh, but no, that that cooking video was great. I loved it. Loved doing it, that one. It was so fun. Like it was just. Because you usually your videos seem to come out on for us on a Sunday morning, yeah. So it's yeah. like I like or a Saturday morning. So it's like oh, it's a weekend watch, and I'm sitting yeah. there, and he's like, oh god, he's going to cook in his shop. Like how could this, how could this possibly work? And then <laughs> right. it was so good. Like it was I have so to much say, fun. Those those scallops, they were delicious. Absolutely oh delicious. They actually, and that's that's one. I think that's probably one of the questions we wanted to ask. Was yeah. what, what it looked delicious? I like. I was like, I'm down. I'm. Get, I, I'm <laughs> like. I'm putting the bib on. I'm. I'm ready for yeah, those scallops. Yeah. Were they actually like edible? Oh, del- absolutely delicious. I'm awesome. serious. That's what I hoped. I hoped. I hoped that was the case. Yeah. So I uh, walked over the road and gave my neighbor three of them, and. Uh, <laughs> He absolutely loved it, and then um, shared the panna cotta with him as well, and that was great. That but that it, blew my mind. Like that was that was just like the that was almost, that almost felt like a middle figure to people who have tried to cook pan, make a panna cotta in the past. <laughs> right, like, right. I'm so good at this that I'm going to do it in my shop. <laughs> well, that was well, that was the first panna cotta I've ever tried. So I'm just glad Stop it worked out. Yeah, I'm just glad it worked. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't uh, understand. So Oh Hang my on. gosh, that was good. That was good. I enjoyed it. It's it. What I love about what I love about your videos is that you are just your personality comes mm-hmm. through very like huge. You have this big, like bold, funny, interesting personality, and you you kind. I like the dad jokes. I know that I know that you kind of kind of tell them and then kind of see your way out. Like it's kind of, I like the shtick. I like the whole thing, yeah. but your personality is just so engaging. Like I, I, when I first found your videos, I literally sat there, went through your old stuff. I'm like, I just want to watch all the stuff this guy makes. Like he's just fun to watch. He's well, got a great personality that, for camera. And you know what I else? I like? Sorry. What I, what I also like is your thumbnails are hilarious mm-hmm. and Sometimes when people have thumbnails, like I mean, they're kind of like over the top and like really <laughs> loud and bright. And yeah. I mean that in a really good way. But yeah. a lot, like a lot of times, to me, that's almost like uh, a lot of other channels. It's almost clickbaity because I, I see that oh. and I'm like, oh, this is gonna be really fun, right? Yeah. And I click on it, and the vibe of the video is completely different than the thumbnail. Yeah. And yeah. yours are it's it's completely on brand and appropriate for your personality it's it's like spot on so it's it works so well i do i, I do actually take a lot of time to do those thumbs and um because I, I think with youtube the biggest thing is getting people to stop scrolling yes mm-hmm. right? right you know that you're scrolling 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 so you need a thumb scrolling stopper <laughs> and um which is what i try and do with those thumbnails and, and, I, and I actually think, yeah, I actually think if a lot more people did it, 
they'd find themselves getting a lot more views. But so. see, but I think it also though it has to work with your with the video that you be, end up watching oh, for sure. For you know what I mean? Sure. I think that's the kicker. Is I think people, I think there's a lot of people that do do kind of bold thumbnails, but yeah. then their videos are very like. And again, there's nothing wrong with it. My videos are much, uh, much more like kind of how to kind of things. Yeah. But like, it, that would be weird if I had a big kind of like fun thumbnail. And then I'm like, step by step, how yeah. to kind of like, whatever. Right. It just yeah, doesn't yeah. fit, you know? Yeah, yeah, it has to fit. Definitely. 100%. And you're and also, you're you know also what? on camera, which makes a big difference, right? Like you're, you're, you're not just showing you doing something, you're showing you doing something. And then you take a second and you address the camera like, as you know, as if we're in the shop with you, and I think that's a style that mm-hmm. actually that lends itself to more engagement. Also, you oh, get people sure. to feel 100%. like, oh, this is him making it, not just it's being made and we're watching. Like we're, yeah. we're in the shop. We're in the 100%. shop together. I think you do need to engage with the people mm-hmm. who are watching, and um, you just get a bit more stickability when mm-hmm. um, people can engage with your video. I, I feel like you must. Ha- I mean, I would imagine you have a pretty loyal and committed oh. uh, subscriber base yeah you get that... the same people commenting you know video after <laughs> yeah. video and um actually and I mean, the... in the best way i think that like you to your point i think you've cultivated like it seems like you're the type of personality that has cultivated a really solid audience base yeah because i think the reason for that is that um i actually respond to every single comment so you know the um, day after I post a video, there might be 200 comments. So I'll make sure that I respond to 200 comments. Oh my God. See, see we've, I've talked about that, um, but I have under 4,000 subscribers. So it's a different it's, it's a different story when I say I re- <laughs> r- respond to every comment versus you responding. Like, that's, that's super impressive because I can't imagine with your, you, you know, your level of subscribers and, and that's amazing. That's, but I, I commend you for it because I, I do think that does make a difference. But. It does, it does. And to make it even worse now, though, is that um, did you guys know that I've got a Spanish channel now? Spanish yes. Yeah. Yes. You mentioned it when you first started it. Um, yeah. Do you actually do the Do you actually do the VO in Spanish, or do oh, you? I don't uh, do. Oh, it's you have totally, somebody do it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But um, I respond to all of those comments as well. So I didn't know that. So what's the background for the Spanish channel? Well, I got contacted by this company in the UK, and they've got this new technology that kind of simulates your voice exactly the way that you sound hmm. and um it's it's actually really good i get lots of comments saying how good that the, the tran- translation was but um yeah so i respond to all of those comments as well in spanish so wow. 52,000 spanish just, subs <laughs> so yeah there's 50 2000 or something like that. That's crazy. I feel like, Vincent, I feel like I need need that translation just for my English. (laughs) So do I most of the time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I wonder how many people, and this is, by the way, the first thing I noticed when I started watching your video, and then you actually made a video about it last year. The first thing I was like, geez, this dude looks just like Jurgen Klopp. Like, it's it's crazy. And then you made the Jurgen Klopp disguise kit. Like, how many times do you get stopped? Out in oh, public, people thinking that's who you are. It's got to be a lot. Oh, I've had um, I've had people buy me beers and all that sort of thing, and <laughs> I've been, I've been signing shirts. That's amazing. I've actually, I've actually signed shirts as as Jurgen Klopp. Oh no! 
sometimes it's easier it's though, right? Just to do it versus he, it is. Yeah, because then if you say I'm not him, they're gonna go, Yes, you are. Yes, yeah. you are. Right. <laughs> what, That's what crazy, was, man. What, That's was, hilarious. what was funny was um, and it would have been two or three years years back. Liverpool came mm-hmm. to to um Sydney to do a friendly, and um, <laughs> so we've gone down to Sydney, um, and. I was almost mobbed <laughs> just from people saying that I was Jurgen Klopp. Because they knew he was in the area, yeah, so yeah, it's like, yeah. it so must oh, be him. I get it. So oh. it was quite feasible that I was Jurgen Klopp. And there were wow. guys there just beside themselves. Like they, they couldn't believe that they were there with Jurgen Klopp. You should have had a Liverpool shirt on, and then it really would have just been like, you would have just been. Uh, It was crazy. You you could have asked anyone for anything. Like, it's like, yeah, you know, I really like your car. No problem, mate. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. One of the things that I think people should know about you is you're not just an entertaining guy who does really cool projects. You are actually, um, you you have a special bit of knowledge through something you did that most normal people don't do mm-hmm. you built your own house i but did i did i don't i didn't know that i yeah. did because, yeah. so I've, I've been watching you a long time bro yeah, <laughs> yeah that was um i think that was five years ago i think and um yeah i did a 52 part video series on how to build your own house <laughs> it's it's unreal to think that you could even I, and I asked, actually asked Adam this. I said, because, you know, I keep hearing people, you know, from Australia that they built their own house. Is that a common thing? And he's like, eh, not yeah. common, common, but, you know, we do it, you know. Well, more, more than us, I guess. <laughs> well, Definitely the, more than we do here. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Well, the good news is, is that it hasn't fallen down yet. Yeah. So that, yeah, you did something good. right. Yeah. So, I'm actually, so si- I'm actually sitting in it right now. So it's done all right. It's you're sitting well. under the load-bearing pillar just in case. Just in case. <laughs> if it does collapse, it'll go to the left and the right, but you're good. <laughs> so just... where did you get the skill from? Like what, what, what's your okay. background? Where do you? What's your education okay, look so like? like tell us about you. Okay. So my background is I had um, – I was 20 years a uh, carpenter. Mm-hmm. So I had my own um, business, and we just used to build build houses. Now, oh, there you go. There, yes, that's that's how I can do it. But uh, it was um, we used to mainly do old ren- old renovations on really old properties, mm-hmm. like you know places that you should really put a bulldozer through, but we'd we'd come in and <laughs> fix them up. They're on historical uh, registries of some kind. It's like you yeah. can't, can't plow it down, got to make it nice. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. So that's basically my background. And, um, uh, yeah, done that for most of my working life until you YouTube just, came along. I was yeah, going to say, uh, and then you decide at some point, you know, I, I can do this YouTube thing and you just start doing it. Like, how did well, that come about? Well, and, and, it, I, and it, are you full time? I don't even know. Um, like, is this your gig? I'm kind of. <laughs> Sort of, sort of, yeah, sort of, nah. Okay. You know? All right. Um, about, I don't know, seven or eight years ago, I had a bit of a, a health issue, and um, that kind of put an end to my building business. Gotcha. Mm. And then um, I thought, I can't waste 20 years of um, knowledge, so I thought I might as well put that toward a bit of YouTube, and uh, it just kind of snowballed. Wow. From there, yeah. 
you yeah, could. That's awesome. I mean, I know you hope for the le- I know you could hope for the level of success that you've had on YouTube. For those that don't know, um, Shane has two hundred and sixty three thousand subs on YouTube. So that's a level you you've crossed a level that most people never reach. You know, right. You're on your you're still moving upward, which is it's amazing. Getting there. It's and, getting and again, there. right? We'll say at the same time. I know you want more. Like that's yeah. fine. Like, oh that's, yeah, you know, but, yeah, for sure, for sure. But that's it's super impressive. Yeah, but the thing is, I think to get up to where I am now has been a hell of a lot of work. So yeah. much work. Yeah. yeah. People don't realize how much work goes into making it. Well, you guys do because you actually do it. But, <laughs> right. um, no, but, but you're right though. I think there, I think there's, I think that, and I think people get really discouraged sometimes because they think that they're going to, you know, they're going to make some good videos and you can make amazing videos, amazing content. Oh. It's still going to be a grind for oh, most yeah, of us. Absolutely. I mean, there's, there's the occasional person that just pops off, whatever, but that's, yeah, that's, that's like so one in a million. Rare, you know? so rare. It's yeah. like there's, there's 500 hours of video uploaded every minute to YouTube. That's crazy. So it's, inc- it's such a, a beast. It's just a beast. And to actually get noticed amongst all that noise, it's, you know, it's mm-hmm. difficult. It's difficult. Yeah. And yet, and yet people are still under the impression that they can kind of start a channel and they just need, I just need one video to pop off. Everyone thinks, mm-hmm. I hate to say it, but everyone thinks they'll get one video to pop off and then people are going to linger around forever. It's like, nah. oh, I can't wait to see well, their next video. You know like, though, I mean, there are those weird, and that's, and that's why it happens. Those, there are those weird one-offs that they're happen. Called, they're total yeah. outliers. Though. But yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Total yeah. outliers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and again, it's not, it's not to say that the, that that video is a better video, a better project, or a better edit, or any of that. It's kind of a luck of the draw. It really is, I think. But. It is. It is. Yep, it, it is. And um, people are so fickle on YouTube, and then mm-hmm. just after the next shiny, shine, the next shiny, next shiny object, I'll get that out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and um, so, yeah. It's, even though you might do one viral video, that really means nothing. It's just got to yeah. be consistent. Just consistent. And, and, and we're, as we were talking about earlier, too, I think the real way to kind of grow a channel and be, you know, a long, sustainable channel is to grow your audience and a, a loyal audience, which which is what you do. Exactly and, right. Exactly you know, like right. that, it's way better to do that than to have one viral video uh, in the long run. It's just like, say, if... Um, say if, if Steve Ramsey, if, if, if you left a comment on Steve Ramsey's channel, all right, and and he commented back back to you, you'd feel pretty special, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Yeah. And so you, you'd, you'd tend to go back to that channel. Yep. So you just got to engage all of your viewers and um, hopefully they'll come back time after time. You're 100% right on that because uh, on Instagram and on YouTube, you're 100% right. There's people that... I don't even I you know I don't even care that much about their um their videos as yeah. much as yeah. they I remember that they were like they responded to me when I was on you know I still am a nobody but like when you know they had they didn't have any reason they didn't benefit from anything from no. uh, responding to me yeah mm-hmm. but I feel I still feel super loyal to them That's and right. you know yeah why not yep. right yep. true and 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 the reality is I may not be able to help people on YouTube. I don't have the reach on YouTube, right? But I think like this podcast, for example, is a good way that we can, I can pay it forward to the people who've been good to me over the years. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, 
my Instagram account, I can I can shout out somebody when they do something cool. Yeah. And it's like sometimes, I mean, I've been doing it a lot more lately. Like I'll just post somebody's stuff into my story and say, hey, this is cool. Look at this. Mm. You know, and I got that. That's something David Picciuto does. And yeah. I love it because it's like, yeah, that's a really good way to just I don't you don't need to hear what I have to say about this. Yeah. You should go check this person out because they do cool stuff. In fact, yeah. Amy from Amy Makes That. Um, yeah, you know, she did, she did a video today yep. that oh, I is still just, watch it. It it, looks it's going to literally be, it would have yeah. literally been, if I hadn't picked my thing of the week already, it would have been my thing of the week. She went through a whole bunch of sites that you can find stuff to get. If you're, you're starting a cricket business stuff where you can get blanks, like all the different places you can get blanks and a cup, one of them I'd never even heard of. And she was right. I never heard of it, but the genius of it is like, oh, yeah, like I saw that. I'm like, this is the kind of thing that I know a lot of people who I follow and who follow me on Instagram would love. So, yeah, maybe I don't have an audience the size of Amy's on YouTube, but I have a pretty good size audience on Instagram. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I know a few people are going to go, oh, I'm going to I'm going to I am going to check that out. That looks yeah. interesting. Well, you know what? The other thing, though, too, again, going back to your audience or your audience audience or followers or your friends on Instagram or YouTube, they respect your opinion, you know? Mm-hmm. And so they, they put a lot of value. So if you, you know, if you say that, then they're, they're probably going to go watch it. And that, that's another way. That's another important reason to build a true following and support yeah. group. 100%. Right? Yeah. 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 I love that. I love that the first time I emailed you, you emailed me back within like 20 minutes and I'm like, who the hell am I? Like, I, and then, you know, it goes back to what you were saying about the comments. You know, if you comment on somebody like Steve Ramsey and they comment back, you feel pretty special, but I felt really special for that brief moment. And it's like, wow, uncle knackers just wrote back to me like, like in 20 minutes. And it's like, you know, you're right because if you feel if you if you feel valued, you in turn value the person that makes you feel valued. Hundred And yeah. it's it's a connection more than just like oh this guy makes cool stuff and I like his videos. Like yeah. oh no, I I emailed him once an email. There is one person who I've I've got tried to get in touch with like three different times. <laughs> he just won't answer me, and I am just losing my goddamn mind over it. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give up. I'm just gonna give it breathing room yeah, and I'll go back to it. But it's just, and, and the same token. I I do understand that the the big quote unquote big names of course get lots of messages and it is hard to keep up and all of those things. I so, don't get but, mad. But that, that's why, but that's I why it means so much that it means even yes. so much more when when those type of people do respond, right? True. Yeah. True. Do now, you Vincent, have... now, Vincent. Yeah. Just just quickly speaking of your podcast, you and Ethan. Mm-hmm. How in the hell when you first kicked off? Episode seven, you got Steve Ramsey. Then episode, right. Right. Then, then episode ten, Bob Claggett. Mm-hmm. And then, and then top, episode and eleven, you got this guy eating the start. Start. <laughs> and off, Episode you know, eleven is not Ethan like the Carter. other, right? I also Which had, one is hey, not like the other? That was a dud week, huh, Vincent? That was a dud week. I also had Evan and Caitlin. I mean, if we're yeah. just, you know, just we're talking about names, things. right? Yeah, let's yeah, drop it's all amazing. Names. It's amazing. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just going to tell you, I'm, I'm, there's not really that much of a secret to it. I can have, I had some kind yeah. of connection to every one of those people. Right. So when I started the podcast, I had the idea that I wanted to do more than just talk about, oh, this is my, the thing I'm making this week. I make this, I make that. Like I wanted to 
have a deeper conversation with people. And I wanted it to be kind of like, I really wanted it to be like behind the music, but for makers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was, that was the goal. And I was like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to need to have guests. And if I'm going to have guests, I need to start like working my connections a little bit. So I'll give you a couple of examples. So Steve Ramsey, yeah. I took his weekend woodworker course. Uh-huh. When he asked for video testimonials at the end of the course, I did one. It's still on the page now. You can find me way before I had cancer and was a lot fatter doing a (laughs) testimonial for Steve Ramsey's Weekend Woodworker course. Um, Bob Claggett, I met at Maker Faire in 2017. In fact, I still have the picture on my wall um, with me, him, Angus, Chuck Hellebuck, and Joel Teller. So awesome. So wow. I have that picture on my wall. It's a great picture. It's one of the best pictures I've ever taken in my life. Yeah. Um, Evan and Caitlin, I was a top tier supporter of theirs for almost two years. You were like ah. what number like three on there? I got to like th- four or three on the on their end scroll. Like because they they put them. I was one of the longest running supporters they had ever had. Um, wow. So these were all people that yeah. I had some kind of connection to, and I just said. Screw it. I'm just going to start asking people if they want to be on this fantastic. podcast. Fantastic. They can only say no, can't they? Yeah. Well, it's, you know, and Vincent, the, I mean, and I'm only guessing because of our interactions and just knowing you. But at the same time, the I think this is where a lot of people that have podcasts that don't get them is they reach out and they just say, come on to my podcast. Mm-hmm. And it's like that's a very impersonal thing or, or a very self-serving thing. They also don't know the work of the person. And I've seen this a lot with podcasts. And I think that's one thing that we do a little better where we actually, if I, if I, if I'm booking you, cause I, I pretty much just sit there some days and I'm like, you know what? It's time to ask this person. It's time to ask this person. If I'm asking you to be on this show, I know your work really well. Right. Like I've seen, most if not all of your videos i follow you on it probably follow you on instagram i'm most of the time lately instead of emails i've been contacting people through instagram just because it seems to work better but you're not ha- you're not having them on the podcast to promote the to build up the podcast you're having them on because you want to talk to them and that's the, a very big distinction i think i make it very clear i make it very clear from the beginning that i'm a fan of your i may i am a fan of your work i would love a chance to talk to you for a little bit on the show i'm not doing it if it grows the podcast, cool. If the podcast stays where it is, if I never grow this podcast, I know that I'll have a body of work under it where there's been a lot of really cool conversations with really cool people. And I'm and, perfectly fine with that being what this podcast is. And, and Shane is like, well, you totally missed the boat with me because I feel like it is totally <laughs> self-serving. <laughs> I mean, truth is, I mean, honestly, Shane, you are one of the, the biggest names that we've had on the podcast. Oh, absolutely. There's, there's, no, there's no denying that. Literally, I mean, Shane, and I said this before we started recording, we've been talking about having you on. Like, uh, Vin, I mean, to be completely transparent, Vincent introduced me to your channel. Yeah. But at the, and that was like, I think that was like the third, like the third or fourth episode I was on that you introduced me mm-hmm. to yeah. him. And, and from that point on, we've been like, Oh, it would be amazing to have you on. Cause, cause we're both super fans, but mm-hmm. yeah, excellent. It's, it's hard. It's hard when you have someone on like last week we had Kevin McLeod, um, which is really funny because it was, we had a music guy on and it's one of the worst <laughs> audio episodes of this podcast, but um, we, we had Kevin McLeod on and it's, you know, it's really hard sometimes, you know, to have someone on when you really, really are a fan. It's like, sometimes you're just a big fan and you're like, this is really cool. I get to talk to these people. And you have that moment right before you start where it's like, Oh crap. What are we going to talk about? <laughs> I don't, I don't Actually, know. When, when do you, when do you guys had Kevin McLeod on last week? 
mm-hmm. I thought um, because I I use Kevin McLeod music, mm-hmm. and um, I, thought, oh, I, thought, oh, no, I know I thought fantastic, <laughs> and for some reason I thought he was English. <laughs> I really thought he was English. <laughs> you know what? I can wow. see that. I mean, I could see the, thinking that for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, it's just, it's just such an English name, Kevin McLeod, yeah, yeah. and <laughs> the guy from Grand Designs from England. His name's Kevin McLeod. Oh, Tim, Tim, oh, yeah, that's Tim. Right. Oh, I love that show. Tim's by the, the way. man. Yeah. Grand Designs, <laughs> great show. The yeah, little, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he does at the end of every episode. It's like, oh, that's it. We're over. Okay, that's yeah. the. Um, we're going out. <laughs> I he has. He's one of those guys that stuck around a lot longer than I really thought he would. And yeah. I don't mean that he's lived longer. I mean that his channel has had longevity yeah. where it's like, oh, he comes on and he shows weird and interesting toys. Like, mm. okay, at some point that's going to wear out, right? Nope. Yeah. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> we, When you talked to me, when you called me – couple of weeks ago one mm. of the things that we talked about um was night rider i did which... now I, I haven't gone down that rabbit hole yet oh it's such a good rabbit know, hole to go I down know, <laughs> it's such a good rabbit hole to go down in fact i'm not gonna lie um one of the first things i did after we after we after i finished night rider was i started to try to find the fall guy because i don't remember it so i figured oh, it would be fun to rewatch guy. it oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, I really wanted to go back and watch that. And you know what? It's pretty much impossible to find online. Like, you can't just – like Knight Rider I bought because I knew I was going to enjoy it, so whatever, I bought right. it. But it's worth it. find the right. fall guy. And I really don't want to watch the A-Team again. No. So who maybe I'll get my- Who was the uh, lead in fall guy again? Was it Lee? Lee Heather Majors? Thomas? Heather Thomas. Heather Thomas in the fall yep. guy. Was it? Heather oh, Thomas. Man. Okay. It is amazing, though, like – in this day and age that you can't find things on the internet. I just, I just imagine everyone has everything on. Yeah. It's, it's kind of bizarre. Yeah. It's kind of bizarre. Like if I can't find something on online, I'm like, am I just looking for the wrong thing? Right. Did I just (laughs) imagine that that ever existed? Was this the Mandela effect? Like that show actually (laughs) happened at some point. (laughs) We just expect everything on our fingertips all the time. All the time. We are a bit spoiled. We are a bit spoiled spoiled that way, right? Ridiculous. So here's a question. I sorry, I'm switching subjects, but Shane, what do you have a favorite? Like, do you watch YouTube? And if so, like, do you have favorite channels? Like, what do you watch? What do I watch? Well, funny enough, nothing. I, that's fine. <laughs> I don't watch a lot of um, maker videos to tell yeah. you the truth. Because when you're doing it day in day out, you don't want to go right, home. You kind of get tired of it. Your yeah, downtime yeah. doesn't want to be that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. Got it. But I, I do have a couple of Aussie guys here that might want to go on your list. Of, oh, um, that's okay. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. and selfishly, that was a little bit of why I was asking. <laughs> okay. okay. I think I've got five here. Five wow. guys. Wow. Okay. I like okay. it. Okay. Five guys, that's a great burger too. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. And fries. <laughs> <laughs> the first guy is um, Mark Dana from Dana Made. Now, this guy he comes a, up a lot. He does. Yeah. He is a juggernaut on Insta, absolute juggernaut. But he, he makes some amazing things. Uh, Sumo's Projects, um, Dirk from Sumo's Projects, James from Fix It Fingers. Have, have you guys spoke to James from Fix It Fingers? I have. We have not. Um Pinsy, are you writing these down? Because I am writing every one of them down. They will be <laughs> yeah, I'm mentioned gonna, I'm in the Instagram because I want to. I want to get that list after. Yeah. Um, Mark Dan, yeah. Sumo's projects, Fix It Fingers. Yeah, James and the Woodfather. 
The Wood Farmer. Yeah, Mario from The Wood Father. He's a funny guy. Oh, The Wood Father. Okay. Yeah, Wood Father. <laughs> All right. That's just the accent. Sorry about that. And then um, there's Vic from Down Under Woodworks. Vic does some amazing projects. Like he actually See, made this. He made this chopper out of plywood, and it's awesome. An actual rideable <laughs> chopper. That's, that's crazy. Like, like a, yeah, that's nuts. It's like a Kumar yeah. uh, project that made the uh, bent plywood bike. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. I can't wait to yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, serious stuff. It's serious stuff. So I'm, see, that's exactly why I wanted to ask you because I don't know about – I don't think I know any of them. So No, and, and I, you know what's funny? I always think of the same people when I think of Australia. I think of, I think of Shane. I think of Adam, obviously. Yeah. I think of Neil Paskin. Yeah. You know, and it's like you always it's, – it's always the same names come up over and over again. And it's like uh, maybe that's it. And then he just dropped – and I, I mean, granted, I've heard of Mark and I've heard of James. Yeah. The other three, I – didn't i had never heard of so it's like oh cool now i got some new content to, ch- to check yeah, exactly. out exactly i know what i'm gonna do it after the episode right well um dirk from sumo's projects he does a, a podcast as well and he was putting it out last week does anybody know any international people to go on his show and i mentioned you guys so you might oh, get a call from nice. dirk yeah. awesome yeah. i would to- i would love that yeah. that would be I, fun I, I mentioned this um when adam was on is out of every other country, every other, you know, I do find that there's a big maker community in Australia. There is and huge. Yeah. Like, and I, I think I asked Adam the same question. Like, why do you think that is? Is that, or is it just, that's how we, you know, we, it just happens to be that we follow each other and that happens or whatever. But like, it does seem like there's a big maker community or there building is. community there is. in Australia. There is. I think because we just have space to do things, you know, mm. just huh. space, you know. Yeah. But, uh, but no, the, the, um, the maker community on YouTube and Insta in Australia is, it's going gangbusters. It's, it's actually quite hard to keep up with it all. Really? Yeah. Do you, do you feel isolated? Like, I always wonder, and I kind of, I, I don't know if I asked Adam this or not, but I'm, I wanted to ask you, do you feel isolated in Australia? Like, nah, I know you have, you nah. know, you have a community around you there, but I, I always wonder, because I, I, maybe it's just my own USA-centric point yeah, of view, but I always feel is. like everything's happening here yeah. and people want to be where people want to be here but it does seem like there is a lot going on there i just we just don't know anything about it like everything is it's all these like silos around the world of like oh and you break into a new area it's like wow there's a lot of people here that do this Uh, no we don't feel isolated really like this everything mm-hmm. you need is here in australia so <laughs> and if you if you ever if you ever want to go somewhere just jump on the plane so no it's um no we don't feel isolated here at all but you like as far as the community connection like how is does it feel like you, you have there's the australian maker community and then there's like everyone else like is it because i know that's kind of how it feels in the u.s sometimes it is i, th- I think australia like I think we're a bit racist when it comes to like make a make a racist. That's the title. Yeah, yeah, that's the title. Yeah. So it's just like Australians this getting around Australian people and we don't really venture out much. Mm -hmm. Um that's probably the same for you guys as well. Yeah, I mean 
there's most most Americans, and there was a study done a couple of years ago. Most Americans die never having left the country. Yeah, true. And, That's crazy. You know, yeah. Granted, it, this is a massive Huge. country, Huge. right? And right. you can do everything. You can visit every climate. You can visit every type of terrain. You can visit everything you'd ever want to see yep. in this country. So it's it's not like where you live on one small island where it's always tropical. It's like, oh, I've never seen snow and I die. You know, yeah, it's like yeah, oh. yeah. now here it's like, oh, no, if I want to see snow, I know where to go. If I want to see beaches, right. I know where to go. You know, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Everything. It's interesting. Yeah. I, I always I, I, I feel like I, I think there's a certain amount of like almost national pride. It's like, yeah, no, we're the center of the maker community. And maybe yeah. to an extent we are just... You probably are to a certain extent. But it's, but that's probably more on YouTube than anything else. Yeah. Whereas there's probably a ton of makers that just... Oh, yeah. Well, oh, they're I just think there's out probably, there making stuff. Honestly, I bet there's way more people... I, I bet there's way more like authentic... Authentic's not the right word, but like true craftsmen. Like, mm -hmm. And I don't mean that in a bad way because I think a lot of... A lot of us YouTubers and whatever are kind of like more generalists or whatever. I think there's probably really way more like uh, detailed craftsmanships, craftsmen and craftswomen yeah. around the world that aren't on YouTube. And we think that, but because we're all on YouTube, we think, right. that, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? <laughs> if you're not on YouTube, true. you're not legit. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. That's right. That's right. But, I, I, but sorry. Sorry, get, no, go ahead. Go, go. No, 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 no. No, you go. I'll see you at school tomorrow. <laughs> now I forgot what I was going to say, so <laughs> Well, I have to I'll ask I'll ask something a little lighter. I'll yeah. ask a little lighter. Mm -hmm. So you decide at some point I'm yeah. gonna work some dad jokes in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I gotta be honest with you, dude. I've laughed at just about every one of them. And I don't know what it is about dad jokes, but I have loved dad jokes pretty much since I was old enough to understand that they were like dad jokes. Dad jokes, dad jokes. Yeah. Like dad jokes yeah. were a thing. You know, what I, you know what I want, Vincent, more than <laughs> anything? I want a Shane and um, Drew from Fisher Shop dad joke off a dad, dad joke, joke oh my gosh you guys if you guys could like go back and forth that would be a, an amazing video but, uh, but yeah because he, I mean, he pay-per-view that you, i think you're the you're the king of dad jokes in australia i think drew might be the king of dad jokes in the u.s so i'll have to, I'll have to check drew out i don't know drew yeah fi, uh, oh, fisher, fisher shop. shop fisher, fisher shop, shop. shop yeah very very he he's super talented and and Dad jokes galore. Fisher yes. shop. Okay. No I'll shortage of dad jokes out of okay, Drew. Cool. Sure. Cool. cool. I think the only the, the only reason I started to do dad jokes was to do just be a bit different. You know? Mm -hmm. Instead of just making stuff, throwing your joke here and there. Some look some people hate it. You know I love it. Yeah, I love it. So well, I, I don't care. I'm doing them. I don't I care. actually like that you count them down from time to time. Oh yeah. It's like dad joke coming in three. Dad joke coming two, up. Stay tuned. One. Yeah, yeah. And like, this guy walks into a bar. And I'm like, yeah, here we go. Here we go. Oh, can I just say that accent was awesome? Well done. Do that again. Do that again. I had a lot of practice. Yeah. Okay. Say, so, um, I want you to say, no worries, mate. No worries, mate. Oh, how good's that? Ethan, you know, it's not go for it. Um, <laughs> no shrimp worry. on the Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> Close. 
I'll give you a six out of ten for that one. <laughs> it, it 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 was this the the title of this episode is kind of been like in my head like what because I always like to make I, I've got I went from just the name of the person to like I want to do something somewhat pun to uh, some kind of pun related to the guest mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then every once in a while like the title kind of writes itself and great tip Naka was actually very high on the list for this episode <laughs> and, but you you one of the things I love about your videos like you'll do a tips video and yeah. I'll be like because okay your channel is clearly geared towards beginning woodworkers yeah 100 right? it, it clearly is yeah. and i'm not a beginner woodworker i still watch all your videos and when you do those tip videos it's like oh crap right like right now Seriously. i didn't know that <laughs> that's brilliant i did not know that you've done some you've done some some things where i've not even gotten them to work you Dude, you've done the ink transfers onto wood multiple times in multiple videos. I still haven't gotten it to work once. You've yeah. done it multiple times. Yeah, I don't know why. I just I can't get it to work. I've kind of given up on getting it to work. You know what? Which, so actually, I'm, I'm curious. I haven't seen how you how you do it. What What is your go-to for that? So I think a lot of people might try it with an inkjet printer, and it doesn't mm-hmm. work with an inkjet mm-hmm. printer. At all, by no. the way. Oh, sorry. Yeah. It doesn't work with a laser jet printer. Laser jet. Inkjet. Yeah, you definitely inkjet. Inkjet it does. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it does. Funny, you I knew what you meant, and I was like, yeah, it doesn't work at all. No, it actually does work with an inkjet printer. You <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Get, get the right term, right? <laughs> but I knew what the right term was, and I knew what you were actually trying to say. <laughs> like, actually, go with it. It's actually a really effective method of transferring an image. It's mm-hmm. very effective. You just got to be extremely careful because once that ink is on that paper, it's just loose. So if you touch <laughs> it, it moves. Yeah. It, yeah. So, I've seen, so, I've done it and seen it like beat up on the paper too. It like it beats up. Yeah, yeah. a little too heavy. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. so the, be- the best result I ever had was, uh, you know, inkjet printer. And then I used uh, poly, uh, what's it called? Polycrylic? Polycrylic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and then you know brushed it on and then you know wiped it off with water uh, with water and a tooth, toothbrush. Is, yep. Like so, what's your pro- like? All I do, I just print um, on some label paper. You know, mm-hmm. okay. paper that you so just peel off the peel those labels off, and then you're left with a shiny surface, and that's okay. what the ink is left on. So you put that through your printer. And, okay, um, cool. And, and so it just comes straight off. Which is why you got to be Very so cool. careful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. It and, works like a, and it don't like forget, a charm. And don't forget to put it in reverse. I've done it a thousand <laughs> oh, times. Right? I, I, you have no idea how many times. I've, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of speaking of uh, a quick shout out for people that reach that, that like comment. So uh, Brad Rodriguez of uh, Fix This Build That. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, he did a whole video, and that's where I learned that. That's where I learned it, and yeah. well, that's where I, I saw it done. Saw I'm it not going to say I learned it because I still haven't gotten it right. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I actually saw him do that video too, and he used acetone, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and I tried the that, acetone didn't and, work for me. No, nah, didn't work. Not one bit. No, it was the polycrylic. That polycrylic uh, is what worked best for me. Yeah. But yeah, he, it, it, again, I I think I had like a hundred followers on Instagram. And I did that and he and I tagged him and he responded and it was like the biggest like wow. going back to our comment like wow. you know how huge that was for me and I remember I remember that to this day you know yeah. it's like how one of the things, that? so. that's fantastic yeah. speaking of your insta your videos are so good <laughs> they are 
Vincent? Vincent? Yeah, no, yours. <laughs> no, oh, Vincent's no, no, a great no, one no, as no. well. <laughs> but seriously, they are so oh, good. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. That must take ages to do that. No, I got it. I got that's a. I got a formula down. Have you? <laughs> oh my! Yeah, they're, they are they're not that great. They I appreciate brilliant. that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's fun. I it it is fun. I I need to focus more on YouTube, but yeah. Yeah. No, they're brilliant. And and thank you, and, thank you, Vincent. Your uh, breadboards. A plus. A plus. <laughs> thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. I, I look brilliant. You know. You know what the Vincent does amazing YouTube videos and he just doesn't do them. That I, I you know it's, <laughs> sorry it's, Vincent I'm calling you out cuz I cuz I really do like you, I think you are a natural at it and uh, so I'm always going I'm always going to promote you and and I appreciate you. that. I appreciate yeah. that. I I like making them. It's just they yeah. don't fit into my life as much Ex- as I would like them to. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Which I totally again I totally understand that. I'm not like if it, you know it's, it's yeah it's sad because like as i'm doing this as i'm doing this pendant that i'm working on i'm like man this would have made a good video like teach people how to do this because contrary to the fact that most people that and i was talking to beth about this is like most people that have seen or that are seeing me do this don't realize this isn't the first time i've done this right so i may seek advice from people who know more than me you know Lindsay and emily again they come to mind because they just know what they're doing and it's like if i i'm just want to get a little bit of advice i go to the people that i know that know but i do know what i'm doing here and it's it's funny because people are seeing this going wait i didn't know you did that Mm -hmm. it's because i haven't done it in a really long time but i do know how to do this it's just one of those other thing vincent is that there's people that relate to that more Mm -hmm. and again i mean don't get me wrong emily and Lindsay are they're they're the masters but there are people that relate to kind of your, you know, your, your path, your path, your, your, you know, whatever. Just me just picking out, taking out some, yeah. st- some steel and just start cutting at it. Like, right. Just... I mean, don't you, don't you think Shane, like, I think there's, there, there's people that relate to different, they don't want someone that's a master necessarily. They want someone that's. I think you know, people can... want people who aren't a master. Yeah. Because you've got to yeah. be a bit more relatable and, yeah. and, uh, and, you exactly. can't, and you can't relate to a master. Even when you, I think probably there's probably a bit of both. Like when you crack into something, you want to you want to follow someone who's kind of teaching you the basics. Yeah, and then you know at some point you'll probably go, okay, I need to start doing the more advanced stuff now. Like where do I start doing the more advanced stuff? Okay. Yeah, right. You know, and yeah. I think there's probably a balancing act that happens, at least for the viewer, where like, okay, this is good. Oh, this is better. Mm. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. learned everything this guy's going to teach me. That's um, right. I'll still watch because I like them, but you know, and I think that's where Evan and Caitlin really nail it because they they talk about you know people subscribe to personalities more than they subscribe to content. Yep, true. And the people that subscribe to personalities are going to stay with you right. regardless of what you do, regardless of what you make, regardless yep. of what direction your channel goes. Whereas the people who subscribe for, I really like resin. The second you do something that isn't resin, right. gone. They're they off. are they're out of there. gone. They're yeah. out. They want nothing to do with you yeah. anymore. So. Yeah, 100%. Totally agree. But, yeah. What is your, what's your method for planning out your product? I love asking this question because like last week, I, we found out that Kevin McLeod mm. does no planning whatsoever. <laughs> what would planning, planning is a oh, disaster. We don't do guys. that. So... <laughs> Do you have like do you have like a notebook? Do you have like a list of stuff on your phone? Like, how do you plan out what's coming next, or do you? I don't. I don't plan anything. In all honesty, wow. I uh, I don't plan anything. I don't do any plans. 
um, I just go to the shop and just make something. But having said that, I won't do a project that I don't think is going to get a bit of traction. Okay. Because it, it takes so much work. Like every every video would take me, I don't know, probably uh, one week to do. One the, week. The video itself or like the project uh, and the video? Project and, project and video. Oh, okay. that's, that's way better than me. <laughs> yeah, well, look, sometimes it takes two weeks. It's just, it just depends. It just depends. But, um, so I'm not going to waste all that time on a project that isn't going to get some sort of traction. So you've got to do a little bit of research and, and find a topic that people are actually searching for. You are literally the first person we've ever had on this show mm-hmm. that said that. Really? Mm-hmm. I swear to you. I mean, I, we've heard a million times, I do the projects I like to do, and if they get it, they get it. If they don't nah, get it, they don't get it. Nah. You are literally the first nah. person who said, I take that. It, I, I'm, I'm sure it's not the only factor, but it does. you do take it into consideration. You're the only person we've ever had in 112 episodes of this that show it. that actually <laughs> that said it. I, yeah. It's, it's like, you know, we were talking about stats a couple of weeks ago too. I was like, yeah, the, the difference between a healthy relationship with and an unhealthy relationship is, you know, a healthy relationship with your sad is I look at them, I'm aware of them, but I don't shape my life around them. Whereas right. an unhealthy relationship is I'm obsessed and if I lose one follower, I lose my mind. Yeah. You know, yeah. But yeah. some people have told me, like, no, I literally don't look at my stats. I'm like, okay, that's amazing because I don't, I didn't know that those people exist. But you are the first person that's come on the show and said that a topic that would gain traction is something that they look at. Like you don't just, I'm just going to make what I want and whatever happens, happens. Yeah. You have kind of a calculus in what you choose to put up there on is, YouTube. There is, because I, like my kind of livelihood these days depends on it. So mm-hmm. I've got to be a bit strategic. Like the project I'm doing starting this afternoon, um, I don't actually need it, but I'm going to build it because I know it will get some traction. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Again, wow. like I said, though, I think I, I, I think there's a little bit of you're the first person to admit that because yeah, I'm, cause I'm so I, dumbfounded. I, listen, I'm, I don't even I'm guilty know. of it as well. I'm a hundred percent guilty of it. Like, yeah. You know, I think I think even if we don't, even if, if it's subconscious, we want to make things that we think that people are gonna. If you're in our game, right? If you're in yeah. this, mm-hmm. if you're in the content creation space, right. it's at right. least ten. You're at least tangentially aware of. Hey, if I'm going to make a rabbit fur mallet, it's probably not going to be a big hit. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right. Exactly. I know the rabbit. We should probably get. Don't worry, Ethan. I got the yeah. back, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just the one. <laughs> just, just the one. <laughs> Stand there waiting to be a mallet. <laughs> yep. But it's 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 interesting. I mean, I I'm I'm dumbfounded by this. I'm, I I have so many thoughts going through my head now. Because what happens? So if you're if you are making that calculus, right? Mm-hmm. You're saying, okay, I I have a feeling, and that's really what it is. It's a feeling. It's an educated guess, right? Yeah. That, yep. that this yep. is going to be a thing where yep. I'm not wasting my time making it, which Correct. is good. Okay, cool. What happens if a video bombs? Like, how do how do you react to that? Like, do you just like it's, that's got to happen once or twice. It does. It does. And sometimes you'll make a video and you think this is going to get a gangbusters and, mm-hmm. and it kind of bombs. So when yeah. you and when you put when you put actual thought into it and it doesn't work out, like how do you compensate? Like yeah. how do you cope with that? Well, sometimes it's just in the lap of the gods, you know, and uh, <laughs> that YouTube algorithm that everyone talks about. 
roll the chair over see, the tube well, and hope, hope for see, the best? I, see, I think, I feel like it's, it's so much easier for Instagram to, to be able to just be like, I know that things are going to bomb and I know the things that are super stupid are going to take off. Yeah. And, but the level of commitment kind of like makes that acceptable. Yeah. Whereas YouTube, you spend to your point a week or two yeah. building the project, making the video, and, and you know, that happens. There's a lot more yeah. writing on it. It's and a that, lot. I more have the same trouble. Yeah. 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 And also, I, and, I, I mean, I'll be honest. And with Instagram, I've gotten to that point where I'm just kind of like, listen, I can make the most amazing project ever, and it will flop. I'll do the stupidest thing ever, and it will like blow up. And that's kind of the that's the game and that I play with Instagram, but yeah. with YouTube you can't do that. It's no, it's no, so much more commitment. Yeah, it is. And there's nothing worse than you post your video and then you jump onto your studio, YouTube studio, <laughs> and there's that graph that says uh-huh. it um it rates it rates your last ten videos. <laughs> right. Oh my yeah. god! And if it's above it's like six, it's like mm-hmm. oh, oh no, please. <laughs> Yeah. Or, 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 and I'll readily admit this, you know, I put the, I put every episode of the podcast up on the YouTube, on my YouTube channel. Nobody really listens to it there. And that's fine. I, I, I knew that no one was, it was just another place that people could find the show. Why not? Kind of. Right. Right, Exactly. It takes, it's no extra effort on my part to get it done. So it doesn't really bother me. But there are days where we'll up, I'll upload the podcast there. And a couple hours later, I'll hit the studio and I'll just be like, no views. I'm like, Oh, yeah. no, one, no one's listening to this on youtube i don't mind doing it i'm probably at some point i think if we get to the point where we hit like 150 apps and it's still nobody doing i'm like i'm just not gonna do it anymore yeah, yeah. right right it's i it, it doesn't take effort but in kind of way i mean i still design a thumbnail for yeah, it cool. i still right. have to upload yeah. it i still have to tag it it's right. still it's still work you know, yeah. yeah it's it's yeah. and it, you know it's it's that it's that was what's it, uh, the um, cost benefit analysis, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it's costing me time and no one's paying attention to it. So it's like, yeah. okay, this isn't worth doing. Yeah. Right. You know, meanwhile, yeah. a throwaway video, it's really funny because a throwaway video that I made for the Glowforge user group, the um, easy rend- easy resin pendants video that I made has like 11,500 views on it. Whoa. It's like, I, I, you know, it's a six minute, a seven minute video that's literally just, I had pointed my GoPro at my jewelry table and showed people how to make resin pendants. I didn't, there's no dramatic cuts. There's no camera angle changes. There is not even, there's no background music. There's nothing to that video. And it's the most popular thing popular I've ever one. put on YouTube. So. <laughs> you know, and again, I don't, cause I don't do it professionally. So for me, it's like, oh, okay, cool. You know, I just, I don't know what I'm doing and I'm just putting stuff out there and it's fine. But well, that's like, I don't well, yeah. need it. My most um, popular video, right? it took me 30 minutes to make and uh, it's got over three and a half million hits on it. How to unclog the toilet. And it took me 30 minutes to make it. Right. I think, oh, my God. You, you might do one that takes you two weeks and you'll finish up with, you know, 20,000 hits on it. I think, well, I noticed your three. So what's interesting is that your top three videos are how to unclog a toilet. Yep. How to drill a hole in tile. Yep. In tile. How yep. to install drywall anchors. And then yep. how to dismantle a pallet. Yep. Those four videos are specific tasks where people are like, I need to know how to do this. Let me search. And then Google feeds it to them and yeah. YouTube feeds it to them and they're yeah. perfectly titled. They're very specific. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 But, uh, it's do you do you does it ever annoy you where you're like, oh, 
just do it. You ever just sit there and go, I'm just going to do how to unclog a sink. It's got, it's got to be successful. I know, like, I know. like the, they were the crappiest videos. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> just terrible quality. Everything, everything about it. But poor uh, lighting, dark video, lighting, pointed dark in one video. angle, and yeah. it's like, yep, home run. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Well, well, you know what it is, though? That, that's the difference between chasing views versus right. chasing, like, the what you really want your channel and your brand to be. Yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, that, that it, that's exactly what it comes down to. Because yeah. if you're going to chase it, you're going to you're gonna make unclogging sync videos for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, but you're going to hate it, and you're going to be miserable, right? Actually, and the actual thing is that even though this thing has three and a half million <coughs> views on it, it's just a video that people come to once. That's the only right. time. That's the only right. time they'll want to come and see you. So you're not going to get a loyal follower from somebody who who wants to unclog their toilet. Which is the dirty little secret about chasing numbers, right? Because yeah. if you're chasing the numbers, well, something that pops off doesn't necessarily mean that that person's going to look at the next thing that no, pops. They don't no, care. Exactly. No, they're going to look at it once and that's it. See you later. I've noticed that a lot of people, you know. In the YouTube, in YouTube world, like, comment, subscribe, share the video, blah blah blah. Well, you know all the stuff that people tell you to do at the end of a video. Yeah. But I've noticed that a lot of people just don't subscribe to anything anymore. Like yeah. it's just the, whatever the feed shows them, that's what they watch. It's like yeah, when was the last it. time you subscribed to somebody? Yesterday. Oh, was yeah. it? Oh, right. you're, you're asking the wrong two people because we, uh, we, we, we both I have almost 500. Lot, yeah. I subscribe yeah. to almost 500 people. Same. Like I'm yeah, right. right on the cusp of 500. But yeah. because, and that's because I live on my subscription page. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm very I'm curated yeah, in how that, I watch YouTube. Yeah. You know, Vincent, actually, I think that would be an interesting question to ask everyone is wh- like, how do you use YouTube? Because I'm the yeah. same way. I, I, go, I live on my subscription page. Mm-hmm. I never go to my home page. I never go to my home page. Except but there's a lot of people that, like, I mean, David Picciuto says it too. Like, he only lives on his home page. Right. He waits and, for YouTube to show him something. Yeah. It's a very different mindset. I don't know what, I don't know why. But... So for me, for me, most of my watching of YouTube is done on my Apple TV. I almost never watch YouTube any other way, which is why a lot of people that I subscribe to don't know I'm there because I don't, you can't comment on the Apple TV. Like sometimes I'll pause a video, load up the app on my phone, make a comment and then go back to the video. Yeah. If there's something that really drives me to comment, I'll stop the video for a second and do it. But most of the time I'm watching on my TV. Like that's how I consume YouTube primarily. It's on my TV or there are a couple of channels where the visuals don't really matter. It's more of an audio thing. So I'll download those and I'll listen to them in my truck as Mm -hmm. I'm driving to work or as I'm driving around. But it's, it's funny because I hear people say all the time, it's like, oh, I don't see this person's videos. Well, have you ever been to your subscription page? Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you, know, you do get everything. Like, yeah. It is exactly what you want. It's a chronological feed of all mm-hmm. the people you subscribe to. I don't understand when I hear people say, oh, then YouTube never shows me your videos. Where are you looking for them? Yeah, They're right. there. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But it's – I think – the per- It's a very different way of – and everyone's very like – Definitely, they view YouTube mm-hmm. in a different way. Everybody can see Because I'm exactly the same way as you, Vincent. I live on my subscription page. I have bell notifications for like my top, you know, the, the, the videos I always want to watch. And everyone else I usually see, it might be a couple of days later or whatever, but it's still like on my subscription page. So I literally have no bells turned on. 
I don't want yeah. notice. See, that's the other thing. It's like, <laughs> okay, so if I have 500 subscriptions and I put 500 bells oh, on, no. yeah. well, you no. know what my life would be like? My phone would literally fall off the desk vibrating. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not on my phone. Constantly. It's only it's only when I go to YouTube, there's a little red icon so, in the upper right. So now I'm curious. Shane, how how do you con- – <laughs> good question, Ethan. I'm going to steal it. So, Shane, <laughs> how, do you, how do you consume YouTube? Like, I, I know you said you don't watch a lot of Maker stuff, but I'm assuming you watch at least some amount of YouTube. Like, oh, how do you – Consume it. I watch so much YouTube; it's ridiculous. <laughs> it is ridiculous. I, you know how when you get your little uh, weekly things that come on your phone, how much, how much you've watched over the last week? Oh, your screen time. Yeah, yeah I I never look at it because I'm horrified. <laughs> I want to know <laughs> <laughs> because when I'm when I'm working in my workshop, I've I've got YouTube going constantly, mm-hmm. but. Like I said, it's not a lot of maker stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm really into crime. I like a lot yeah. of crime, crime documentaries. Well, you're in Australia, so that's to be expected. Uh, yeah, I like a lot of crime documentaries. <laughs> that old joke. <laughs> yeah. um, and um, stuff about antiques, believe it or not. Oh. oh. Like a bargain hunt and antiques garage show and all sort of stuff. I love, I love, I'm so obsessed and I, I go in and out of it, but I'm getting more and more obsessed with like rest antique resto videos. Like I can't yeah. stop watching them. Yeah, I, yeah. I, if somebody's restoring something old and useless, I want to watch it. Like yeah. I don't even like, Oh look, it's an actual horse shaver. Cool. Yeah. From the 1700s. Let's watch. I have no well, horse. I have no need for a horse shaver, and yeah. I still want to watch him but, restore one. You know. Uh, <laughs> what, what's uh, have you? Have you guys watched the PBS? Uh, what's that show? It's uh, it's I think British. Uh, it's like uh, old school restoration. Hold on, I'm gonna look it up. Um, it's like they they are known for like restoring antique cabinets antique teddy bears and whatever uh, all right i'll look it up you guys see yeah. was it the, like the, the shop they bring stuff yes. into a shop yes oh, shop was somebody else brought that up on here and, and yeah. it was on it's on netflix also like yes the, yeah that's where you're watching it okay uh, i don't remember the name of it but i do know the show you're talking about yeah you might right. have to look that one up all right i'll look it up um, you, yeah it's, i you, love that stuff I, I, uh, by the way i have been on uh, in the background i've been <laughs> in the background on antiques roadshow with my mom uh, there's, really? a, there's an, yeah, there's awesome. an episode so we uh me and my, my mom is is like a huge antique person she loves it and so you know it was one of those kind of like bucket list things that i wanted to do with my mom a couple <laughs> years you know like maybe like probably about seven years ago or something That's like that hilarious. and they're coming to boston and you have to you have to apply you kind of it's like an auction to even be able to go like you have to yeah. Yeah. submit it and then get accepted to get a ticket to go and bring your you know your trash yeah. that might yeah. be might be golden <laughs> anyway so uh but it was like a, it was like a dream of my mom's and so i i i did that and i had like everyone i knew submit like you know from different addresses submit to get tickets and we, we got <laughs> we got two tickets so me and my mom uh went to antiques rocha and uh, we did not get on the actual episode, but if you watched the episode that we were on, there's like three or four uh, times when we're in the background and <sighs> I look like a complete loser. I look I'd so stupid. I'd love to watch uh, that. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll try to, yeah, you know, Vincent, yeah, if, I can find, if I can find a screen grab, you should put it on the Because We Make uh, Instagram 
That would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'll try to find it. I'll try to that find it. That would be absolutely amazing. Yeah. That, would, that would actually be my thing of the week. I would completely <laughs> erase my thing of the week. Ethan on Ethan on Antiques Roadshow. But in the background, like like a small person in the background. But I have been on Antiques Roadshow. No, that's so. a massive claim to fame. Don't you guys find it amazing how somebody will bring something in that might be 200 years old? Right. And I'll value it, I don't know, 50 bucks or 100 bucks. Like, man, it's 200 years old. It just right. the age alone should give it some clout. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Well, and I really love the opposite. Like, you know, they'll bring in like a painting that they were using as a coffee table and it's got like a coffee ring on it and there's like a tear. Yeah. It's like, this is a very rare Degas and yeah. it's worth, it's worth, you know, if it didn't have this tear on this coffee stone. ring, worth like $72 million. Yeah. But right now it's worth 17 and that's because the frame is nice. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, man. Uh, so it, true. You so don't true. know. And that's one of those crazy things. Like I had so many – I just look and I, – because I'm really uh, – one of the – I had three toy lines that were my thing when I was a kid. It was G.I. Joe. No. It was G.I. Joe, Masters of the Universe, and Transformers. Those were yeah. my three toy lines. Like those were the things I was deep into, particularly Masters of the Universe. Like I was really into like obsessed with, probably yeah. is a better term. Yeah. Are you excited about their Netflix? I watched it. I'm I don't even want to talk about it. But okay. <laughs> I have not watched it, but yet I, I don't I will never talk about that. <clears throat> At least until the second half of the season. I'm giving them I'm giving them a chance, but that first <laughs> so you're five episodes is despicable. But everything everything about the story was broken, but everything else was great. So I'll give them time, let them develop. But anyway, I keep seeing particularly Castle Grey Skull sets that are complete selling for fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars, like to, wow. all day long. Like you there was somebody on the re- on Reddit on the Masters of the Universe um forum on Reddit and he's like, I can't even find one. Is does anyone have one? Oh, like wow. It, wow. you can't get them and I'm like, geez, I gave that stuff away to, yeah, a, to a neighborhood yeah. kid when I got too old for it. I just gave it away. Right. right one, now, um, it's crazy. One retro toy that I'd love to get again is the um <laughs> wind up evil Knievel. Oh, oh my god, gosh. I had it. <laughs> the bigger Man. one, right? It was like the new so ones. Good. Have you Sorry? seen the new ones that like can't tip over? Like they basically can like yeah, mine it's like, li- big on like TikTok and like there's like a, a bunch of channels that are like evil Knievel toy things that okay. just make these ridiculous jumps yeah. and stuff like that. <laughs> and it's so stupid, but it's perfect for TikTok. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Wow. But yeah, they're basically like new versions of those but they're the, lame because they're not the original <laughs> the best thing about the old ones were they're unbreakable yeah you could, oh, yeah, you, yeah you could drive a car over them they're unbreakable. Right? they're just incredible oh, i yeah. loved it loved it i had yeah. so many you know it's if you think about it now having an evil knievel toy just seems like a terrible idea oh yeah <laughs> Like, teach your kids. Yeah, he was just (laughs) reckless and insane. And it's like, yep, and I can't, I want all his toys. Like, what? (laughs) Now it'd be like, no, you don't get that for your kid. He's a bad example. Uh, You can't do that. Classic. Absolutely classic. Yeah, I'm Um, looking at, 
I'm looking at it now. There was this the Evil Knievel, the stunt cycle, right? That's yeah, the one that yeah. I had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it had that crank. Did you the turn crank. on the yeah, side? Yeah, yeah, that that's, it. That's, okay, it. Yep. that's the one I had. Yeah. Um, so, by the way, the show is called The Repair Shop. The Repair Shop. The repair that's shop. Yes, yes, yes. 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 Okay. But there were so many. By the way, there were so many Evil Knievel toys. Like, I had oh, a yeah. smaller one with yeah. him, and he only held on to the bike by his hands. Yeah, that's it. And if you moved him just right, you can make him spin over the handlebars like do a full endo which was great yeah uh, I, I feel like that's kind of a wimp move i mean he's still holding on with his hands like i was watching so i talked about man versus history on mm-hmm. uh, on this show a couple of weeks ago and they had a they had a quick shot of him doing a rocket cycle trying to go over the he didn't go over the Grand Canyon because they wouldn't let him. So he yeah. he did the rocket cycle and it went straight up in the air and then just crashed. <laughs> it's oh, like, yeah, yeah. This dude was that. awesome. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Imagine, wow. imagine being strapped to a rocket. Yep. <laughs> That's what he was. He was strapped to a rocket. So imagine being. I mean, look, I love the guy. I love what he did. And he was a, he was a daredevil, and that's that was cool because that culture is completely gone now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They tried to resuscitate it with um, was it the Rocketeer, the Rocketeer, where they tried to get the um, they tried to bring that daredevil spirit back, and it's like, look at this guy. He's a daredevil pilot, and yeah. now he's got the rocket pack, and it's like, yeah, and people aren't interested at all. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, the movie completely, completely bombs. Yeah, that spirit's completely gone now. Uh, it's just, uh, it doesn't exist anymore. Nah, it's nah. so weird. Like the idea that you could go to the Grand Canyon and jump it. Like, jump. what's wrong with you? Sorry, do you know how big that freaking thing? Have you ever flown <laughs> over it? Like, uh, it takes twenty minutes to, to fly over I'd it. Love Vincent, to see Vincent, it. yes, you just got to be really into parkour. <laughs> that's it if you're really good at parkour you can you can jump the grand canyon you can jump all you want just remember yep. to roll when you land right exactly. you don't break exactly. exactly. you don't extend any limbs you should be good to go parkour uh, I, every uh, time i hear week? parkour i think of morley now i think of morley uh, every yes. time i yep. the idea that morley did parkour is one of my obsessions i can't wait till he starts doing parkour well he said he has them but he's not showing anybody where they are <laughs> So one day we're going to see more of these parkour videos. We're going to find them. We're going to root you out. I can't Marley. wait. Um, it's around that time. And I can't believe the time went by this fast. Know, but so fast. It's around that time where we do our things of the weekend. Oh, can I, you, sorry, you, Vincent, Vincent, can I do uh-huh. one more thing first, please? Of, of course. course. <laughs> okay. So you're the first American guys that I've spoken to really. Ooh. Now the Ever? elephant. No, just on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You guys sound so weird. No, 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 the elephant in the elephant in the room for us Australians: mm-hmm. metric or imperial? Oh boy! I mean, I just you want I, to take this one first, Ethan. Oh, well, man. I mean, I will. I will fully admit that I think it's super ridiculous that the U.S. is uh, on the imperial. Yeah, um, but. Yes, but I uh, I also will admit that I have no way of understanding the metric at all because I'm the quintessential American. So, but don't you understand, Ethan? It's just sequential numbers. I I, I, I totally get it. Listen, numbers. I'm I'm hundred percent on board. hundred <laughs> percent on board. There's nothing about me. Here's the thing: is like when people are like, "Oh, well, America," you know, like nothing about that 
at all. It's it's purely just because I'm lazy and don't want to learn something new. And I know that an inch is about the size of like my knuckle. Like that. Like that's really what it comes down to. Is like twenty five point seven millimeters. About an inch, and, and that's what I use for everything. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna it. say this upfront. Yeah, I do predominantly use inches in inches and feet for everything. Yeah. However, however. Mm-hmm. As someone who's done a lot, of, a lot of digital fabrication stuff, well, yeah. CNC laser, um, CNC laser, and three uh, D printing, you're kind of stuck in millimeters. Like the world, that world works in millimeters. It just yeah. does. Yeah. And I'm just going to say that as someone who is bilingual as far as measuring systems, mm-hmm. I actually do use both. Like yeah, right. I, I don't know when I was talking before about the steel, I said it's a, about a millimeter and a half yeah, thick. True, true. Like, I wouldn't even try. I mean, a millimeter and a half is what? A millimeter and a half would be about what a third of an inch. How does it relate to my knuckle, though? Vincent? Yeah, exactly. That's right. and that's, <laughs> so it's really funny because when you're doing woodwork, the nice thing about the imperial system is it's it's infinitely smaller. Yeah. Mm-hmm. True. Right. Know, it's much more fine, fine yeah, tuned. It's it's yeah. a lot easier to get smaller sizes. If yeah, you're working totally. on a larger scale, centimeters and millimeters are probably fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think for the most part, when I do smaller stuff, like I can look at something and you know I go, oh, an inch, twenty five point seven millimeters. Like the number just it mm-hmm. it used to be a mystery to me. But yep. Now I can estimate stuff in millimeters, like yeah. one and a half millimeters, three That's millimeters awesome. is an eighth of an inch. Like it's just. It's rough. It's rough enough where it's like, oh, okay, because especially with material for the Glowforge, it's where it comes up a lot. Yeah. I bought, I had some eighth inch acrylic and I had some three millimeter acrylic, and you learn real quick that those numbers are not equivalent. Right. <laughs> yeah. right. So, but uh, yeah, Ethan, I use uh, I use both. Ethan, just just remember, your thumb knuckle is twenty five millimeters. Just remember that. Ooh. Okay, it, it does look bigger. 25 millimeters. Where's my ruler? Hold on. I'm trying to find a ruler here. I'm, I'm trying to verify this. <laughs> I, I, I am going to measure it right now. Hold right, on. Measure. I should have lasered. I just, I'm looking at my maker knife. I should laser. So I have, so I'm, 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 I have it, and uh, it says metric. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah. And my n- thumb knuckle from the top knuckle to the, you know, the... Main yeah. knuckle is five, five metrics. Five metrics. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> moving on, moving five on. Metrics. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, You're done. welcome. You're welcome. Okay. You're welcome. That's it. I'm done. I'm done. This, this, nothing will top that tonight. No, Ethan's no. thumb is five metrics five big. Metrics. That's it. That's it. I'm literally writing uh, that down. Oh five gosh. metrics. That's got to be the title in some way. That will yeah. be the title of this episode. You're lost five cool metrics with, with Uncle Knackers. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Thank you, uh, Ethan. Awesome. Thank Thanks, you for that. You're that welcome. Is pure brilliance. Um, Speaking of pure brilliance, Shane, what's your thing of the week? <laughs> <laughs> My thing of the week. Um, I've just discovered the Chad and Steve podcast, which I'm ah. obsessed with. <laughs> so, it's, uh, yeah, it's, um, it's called Chad and Steve Have a Podcast. And mm-hmm. it's our friend, our man, Steve Ramsey. Mm-hmm. And, nice. Chad, and Chad Reynolds from Clean My Space. And ah. it's a very... YouTube-centric podcast where they speak all things YouTube. It's, it's awesome. It's just right up my alley. So 
that's my go-to these days, apart from you guys, of course. But um, that's awesome. Aww. I feel the love. I, when you said, by the way, when you said that you listened to this podcast, I was like, wait, you what? Yeah, no, same. <laughs> well, guess what? Guess what? So most most days, I mm-hmm. go on a mountain bike ride at lunchtime. Okay. And that sounds like, like a good way to spend lunch. Yeah, that's how I spend oh, my right. lunch. And you guys are always on it. Awesome. I love it. I feel yeah. like I exercise from you listening. Yeah, so. I'm totally losing weight just listening yeah, to this. Like, that, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, that's that's so cool. So hmm. Chad, so it's funny because it, it, it he started doing it. I'm like, let's see if this sticks around. It has stuck around. Like he's had some people that I recognize on there. Well, like, he's had yeah. a lot of pretty big hitters on yeah. there. And mm-hmm. um, they've just hit their 50th podcast. You know, so, I got, it must be nice. It must be nice to have name recognition so that when you ask people to come on a podcast, they're like, "Yeah, you I'm know, not, yeah, sure, of I'm course." There. Steve Ramsey's doing a podcast. Absolutely. How? They're like, like Vincent's. Doing, that's exactly. Yeah, Shane no. was like, mm-hmm. "Vincent's doing a podcast." What? You know, the most flattering sure. thing. The most flattering thing that ever happened to me, and I've not told a whole lot of people this, but I, I'll tell you guys, and well, everybody listening. Everyone is listening. Yeah. But, so July 4th, I went to Jimmy's for because um, he had his little July 4th go-kart shindig, and I met some really cool people. Some people I knew, but I'd never met in person, which was pretty awesome. And Jimmy and I were talking when I first got there, and we were just having a little conversation. He goes, so where'd you come from? I was like, suffering, you, you know, about 90 mm-hmm. minutes. He goes, no, 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 no. Where did you come from? Mm-hmm. What do you mean? He goes, I don't know. He goes, I didn't know who you were. And then all of a sudden, I was hearing your name all the time, and I'm like, Right. Wow. Like, yeah. what? No, no, don't say that. That makes me very self conscious now. Yeah. <laughs> that makes my palms, palms sweat. But, <laughs> you know, like when, you, when you're standing in front of someone that you, right. I don't want to say idolize because I don't know that idolize is the right word, but someone whose work you respect and who's yeah. motivated you for so long. Right. For them right. to say they even know you exist is something. Right. But for them to say, yeah, like I didn't hear your name and then all of a sudden I hear your name everywhere. It's like, oh. Wow! Oh wow! Yeah, that, that, that that hits you in the gut, man. That's yeah. totally. Yeah. So, that's awesome. It's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's that name recognition is a powerful thing. Like when people tell you they know who you are, it's kind of a nice feeling. So yeah, yeah, for sure, it yeah. is. Um, so Chad and Steve have a podcast. Yeah. We will actually Get I'll link us. that in the show notes. He, does us. he does he have a podcast <laughs> feed for it? Is or, or is it just on his YouTube channel? Because no, I see a, it on his YouTube channel. No, it's an actual an actual feed. And um, okay, it's a, it's actually funny that like. <laughs> When you listen to the the first couple of shows, like he was really nervous, and I found that really surprising. (laughs) I thought a guy like like, yeah, someone like Steve is you know been around for so long, but he was really nervous about doing a podcast. So um, hats off to you boys. You guys do it so easily. You know, <laughs> Ethan was so good on the first episode that I told, and I love this story because I didn't know I even said it, but at the end I said, maybe you'll come back one day as a co-host, and then he was the co-host on the next episode. So. <laughs> and now even, he can't get rid of me. Uh, so it's, it's like you feed, you know what they tell you, you don't feed them because then they don't go away? Like, I fed him, now he's here. Oh, exactly. You shouldn't have fed him. You shouldn't have fed him. It's really interesting because we, I was looking for a co-host before Ethan. And I was like, I'll find somebody. I didn't know who to ask. I didn't, I didn't know that many people. Mm. And then Ethan comes on he's like this freaking stud, like comes on, just crushes the podcast. We have an easy conversation. I'm like, yep, that's my guy. You you two guys work so well together. So you landed on the, 
you landed on the guy that like stumbles over words and <laughs> makes, makes a joke out of himself. Yeah, okay. I feel like a talent scout, right? Because yeah, you exactly. look at them, there's no reason this guy should be a good podcast host, right. and yet he is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I think that's exactly what I said. I was like, me, me, me? You're, I mean, I think I, I think have a screen grab. Wrong. I think you're texting the wrong person right now. <laughs> I think I have a screen grab somewhere of your answer. I'll probably, I'll have to find it. It's, yeah. it's actually really funny. You're like, uh, what? Uh, me? You sure? Actually, that was what you said. The first thing you said, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. But cool. Um, Ethan, you want to drop a thing of the week on us? Uh, yeah, sure. I'll do it. Um, so my thing of the week. So my thing of the week actually goes out to our good friend. Uh, this is not probably not going to be a surprise to people that uh, follow all of us. But uh, my thing of the week goes out to the Grant Alexander. Uh, he dropped his uh, Maker Pipe Remix the Kit Challenge that I challenged him to do this week. And he made a ladder ball um, uh, set out mm-hmm. of the make with Maker Pipe and Conduit. And it was fantastic. Great video. Great idea. Uh, a great idea. It, it, Grant, I mean, and he might be mad that I said it. He, he was like, thanks for thinking about me for this challenge or whatever. And I was like, of course, man. Because he is, he's one of those people that I knew that he, I could, he's perfect for this kind of challenge. Like you send him a bunch of, you know, a bunch of things from the maker pipe and he's going to figure out something creative. And he did. And that, and it was a perfect, way more, uh, way more practical than my project. Uh, 100% way better, actually, than my project. Um, but it was a super practical project for the Maker Pipe system because uh, the whole thing is like making the ladder ball uh, game that you can break down, put in, you know, put in your trailer, bring with you to the campground, and then set it back up and, and play ladder ball. And he did a great video, as always. So... Shout out to Grant. Uh, that yeah. So that's my thing of the week. Wow, Sounds awesome. Good. Yeah, yeah. That ladder, yard golf or ladder ball or what, you know yeah, whatever it's called. Yeah, I, I call it ladder ball. It looks like so much fun. Like it's so much fun. It's one of those things I've wanted to make forever, and seeing him do it with the maker pipe stuff, I'm like, huh. That's, well, that's that's a really good way to do it. Like there's, there's other. I mean, you can make it out of PVC and stuff like that. Yep. Um, and I've seen people make it out of hardwood, like make really yeah. like oh yeah bespoke sets, and I'm like that's just too well, much. Again, uh, Fisher Shop made like an, an amazing, like beautiful wooden version with mm-hmm. that that fit it, that nested into some cornhole bowls boards and all that. Um, but what I think was brilliant about the whole the whole concept of the remix a challenge was the idea of being able to break it down mm-hmm. easily and set it up easily, and that's what Maker Pipe like those connectors are perfect for. And that, I think that's why I think it was so brilliant because he understood what maker pipe connectors yeah. were, you know, what, what they were designed for and what they were looking for. Like yeah, what exactly, they're looking exactly. for. Like and they want he, you to demonstrate how easy it is to put it together and take it apart. Exactly. Is, exactly. Yep. And, and with him having the new trailer and then him and his, you know, family and his young, his young and everything they're, they're, going to be going on a lot of camping trips and it's like perfect for that so i thought it was just a really really smart project great video great project and and always crushes it so that is that is an excellent that is an excellent excellent pick by the way anytime we talk about grant it's excellent i'm not exactly sure what that game is 
Oh, oh, oh. So, okay. So basically, yeah, uh, I'll try to. Yeah, this is gonna be a. a it takes really a little b- explaining. Uh, it's okay, not okay, when okay. you look at it; it makes more sense. Yeah. So, uh, so picture like horseshoes. Yep. Okay. So yep. you have two teams, and you're throwing things, right? Yeah. Um, and instead of the horseshoes, you have a basically like a three tiered ladder. Yeah. And then you have uh, each team has a string with yeah. two balls at the end of each string. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and the, the idea is that each, uh, so the ladder has three, uh, three rings or three rungs. What do you call them? Rungs. 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 Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Three yeah. rungs. And each one has a different point in system. Mm-hmm. So you throw this ball, uh, you throw this rope with two balls at uh, either end and you try to get it to wrap around. Ah, uh, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so yes. each, each one is worth different points. And ah, so. Cool. It's Sounds a great. Good. It's a really, really fun game. It okay. really is. Excellent. Yeah. Yep. And the one, the one thing that I always, <laughs> you know, being the old lady in a young man's body, I sit there and every time I see someone drill into a golf ball, yeah. I just go, "Oh God, it's gonna pop!" Like yeah. I, just, yeah. I know that golf balls will do that. Like yeah. there are some golf balls that um that have a really compressed rubber core mm-hmm. to make them very lively when you hit them with a club mm-hmm. and if you drill into one of those that ball will explode like a hundred percent of the time and it freaks me out when i see people drilling holes in golf balls no, <laughs> no, no. yeah yeah but Didn't that's that. yeah yeah don't mm. don't drill holes in golf balls it's a <laughs> yeah. really bad idea because you never know what kind if you are try to get what they call um they uh, they were called they have a bunch of names what's that the cheap ones well they have like they're called like shagging balls they're basically the ones that they use at the range and beat the hell out of until there's they're within an inch of their life i used to buy those to take them to the range so i could shoot them with my guns (laughs) (laughs) that's what they were for they were for target practice because they're really no good as golf balls ever again oh yeah horrible yeah The, the first thing i'm doing after this podcast is drilling a hole in a golf ball yeah, just <laughs> just just do me a favor. Wear some PPE when you do it. Like get get like a full face shield. Don't, I, I disclaim any knowledge of the fact that you're about to do this. <laughs> I don't want to be the one that killed Uncle Knackers. Like that would make me very unpopular very quickly. <laughs> what? How clickbaity would that be? Oh, like, what, a gr- what a great thumbnail. Oh, did did Man. this kill me? <laughs> Who killed? <laughs> no, dude, dude, dude. In your in your thumbnail style, the red border, the yellow word just says "deadly question mark," and it's you with a drill pointing at a golf ball. Oh, there you go. I, and, nice. then, and then Vincent's face with like a red X through I'll it. Make like. the horror, I'll make the horror look from behind. Like, no. <laughs> I'm jotting down notes as we speak. <laughs> Listen, if you need me to take a green screen photo to make that thumbnail, I will a hundred percent do it. Oh, like, awesome. I think you should actually make one of these sets. There you go. There's a project for you. Yard yeah, yeah, golf. Yard awesome. golf made easy. Yeah, Look at that. Golf, See, golf. We, we do everything on this show. Like we yeah, don't just what? casually give out ideas. Give me ideas. Very good. Um, right. my, thing yeah, of, my, my thing of the week. My thing of the week is I'm going to take you all the way back to when a wee lad, namely me, was 20 years old in 1996. Okay. 1996 was a great year for video games. Mm-hmm. We were just following up from we had um, Doom. Um, We had Doom 2, and then we had this game, and then we had Duke Nukem, and then a whole bunch of others after. But this game changed everything, even more than Doom. Doom... Doom is a legendary game. Like Everyone loves Doom. I don't care. If you love games, you love Doom. And if you don't love Doom, 
I have no room in my life for you. <laughs> Quake came out in yeah. 1996, and Quake changed everything because Quake was the first 3D first-person shooter that was actual 3D, like polygons <laughs> and texture maps and all that. And they just re-released it last weekend. Um, last weekend, this weekend. Sorry, this weekend because QuakeCon 2021 is going on, and it's the 25th anniversary of of Quake. Ah. So they remastered Quake, and they re-released it last week. So I bought it for the PC on Steam. And I bought it for the Nintendo Switch because I had to have it on both because I play more games on the Switch than anything else. And I want to be able to take it to work when I'm on my lunch and play it there. Wow. And let me tell you something. Quake is 25 years old and it's still an amazing game to play. Like put headphones on and just play Quake for a couple hours. And I promise you, you'll be so absorbed in this game. The sound design, the soundtrack itself, the graphics, the AI is unbelievably smart. Um, and they actually, one of the things that they did when they remastered it was they pumped up the AI a little bit to give it a little bit more of a challenge. The whole wow. thing about this that's crazy is that they re-released the f- they re-released Quake and one ad- and the one add-on that came out, and then two add-ons that never came out, and the whole package is ten dollars right now. Crazy! Wow. Because um, QuakeCon is going on. So if you like Quake, or if you like first-person shooters, or if you just like games and you've never played it, this is your opportunity. You can get it on Steam for the same 10 bucks for right now. It's like 40% off. It's going to go up, in a, I think it's going to go up this week. So I hope it's still $10 by the time this episode drops. But wow. it's just an amazing, fun game to play. It, it holds up way better than you would expect a 25 year old game to hold up so wow. that's what i've been obsessed awesome. with this weekend <laughs> back in um back in 1996 mm-hmm. um one of my mates was like the australian rep for sony ah. and 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 so he always had the latest and greatest games mm-hmm. and uh i remember going to his house one day and he was showing me this boxing game which sony had just released and i thought man games cannot get better than this they cannot improve on this. <laughs> so in 1996, when Quake came out, I was like, a, I was really into games, like really, really into games. And then like a year later, when it, no, it was 1996, the end of 96, I started working at Software Etc., which in the United States is one of the companies that ended up merging into a ball of weirdness that became GameStop. <laughs> And, oh, man, I bought a new PC for that game. I bought a new sound card. I bought a better monitor. Like, I spent spent most of my salary in that store. (laughs) It was really funny. (laughs) Almost everything I had was stuff I had bought at work because of my employee discount, and I never felt bad about it. (laughs) (laughs) No shame. (laughs) No shame whatsoever. So. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 it's it's weird how these old games can trigger like right. a, just a, a love. Like I felt all like I had my headphones on Saturday night. I'm reclined back in my chair, headphones on, playing this game. No one's in the house. I still have my headphones on because it just it's so much better with the headphones right. on. And oh my god, what a great game! Well, yeah. if, uh, if if you ever look in my videos and occasionally I'll, I'll have a shot that pans up to the shelves in my workshop. And on, on, on the very top shelf, if you look closely, you'll see 
a Nintendo 64 still in its box. What? Complete with Duck Hunt, Mario Brothers. Ah, Original. Oh, boy. Original. Oh, boy. Yeah, Yeah, I have have a little... Chinese retro. I have a Chinese handheld, an RG three fifty, and I just basically play all my old Nintendo games on that for now. But that's not quite the same experience. But yeah, yeah, those games. I don't know what it is. I just never want to part with them. Like I want to play them. I've I've been playing old Atari twenty six hundred games, games that came out in like nineteen eighty two, and I'm just playing them like like they matter now. And (laughs) I always wonder, like, no one's gonna play. Like current Call games, Duke, no one's going to play Fortnite in twenty years. Yeah. You know, no, they'll forget about Fortnite. Yeah. There's yeah, nothing memorable. About it. It's yeah, not yeah. a bad game, but it's just not a game where you, there's no stick to itiveness. No one's nah. going to have nostalgia for that. I don't think. I could be completely wrong, but you know, wouldn't be the first time. Um, you know who's never wrong though? The people that donate to this show to make it possible. Who's that? They are never wrong. The people that are never wrong include Leanne and Nick from Hemlock and Hyde, Dave from Atomic Airship Works, Emily Joyce, Ed from Ed's Clocks and More, Rory from RLO Woodworks, Chris from Full Steam Designs, Jeff Stein, a.k.a. A Weird Guy, Debbie Haddock, Jerry Hyduke, Joey from JH Custom Woodcraft, Dean Duplantis, Jacob Anguiano from Native Sun Wood Art, Robert J. Keller, Scott from Dad It Yourself DIY, the one and only Grant Alexander, our th- Ethan's thing of the week, Tony Langer from Langerworks, Jacob from Other Dog Designs, Jake from IMakeJake.com, Big Al Schultz from New York Woodworks, Justin Ofler, Bear Naked, Greg from Platte Valley Woodworks, Adam Mackey, Maker Mackey, and Clamp, and of course, Kim and Garrett. If you would like to donate to the show, you could do so at buymeacoffee.com slash because we make. And if you can't support the show financially, hey, that's fine, too. We understand things happen. You can always share the show with other people, write a review, tell someone else about it. And if someone you know might like the show, feel free. Um, and if you have any guests you think we should have on that we maybe not have, hey, always open to suggestions. Um, you can hit the contact page at becausewemake.com and just shoot us a message and let us know what you think. And we, maybe we can get in touch with somebody that we hadn't thought of. It would be cool to get some suggestions if you have any. Um, I think that's going to do it for this week. I, Shane, so much fun. I, I am absolutely blown away that we got to talk to you, man. I know. It's, Seriously, Shane. It's been an absolute pleasure, boys. Absolute pleasure. I, I feel rock. like... I feel like we just gained some clout having talked to you. Like there's a little bit of legitimacy to this show now. Oh, you never know, mate. You never know. <laughs> I also feel like, like, is it time? Like you're about to go get a, like a sandwich, like a Vegemite. A Vegemite sandwich. sandwich. Yeah, yeah. You can throw a shrimp oh, on the barbie. Annoying. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh, oh boy. god. That's the way it ends. Oh boy. That's, that's, that's right, limping boys. to the finish line like we always do. Yep. <laughs> no, thank you so much, Shane. No, it was no, super fun, man. An absolute pleasure, and um, I really enjoy the podcast. Well it's, it was wonderful having you, my friend, and thanks again for giving us so much of your time. No worries, uh, we will be back again next week. We do have we do have plenty of guests lined up. I think the only week we don't have a guest is Labor Day. Um, it might just be an Ethan and I episode. What? You guys love those. Um, but don't worry, we'll have guests after. So you can, <laughs> if you want to skip that one, cool, just come back after. It's all good. Um, until then, have a great week, everybody. And we will see you then. Bye.